Hi, friends. We are more bougie than you. I'm Paisley Rowe. What up, what up? It's STV. And it's been a minute. So we're back, and we are going to talk a little bit of shit today. <laughs> um, that is what we're here for. Uh, are you drinking? Are you cocktailing? I actually am. I have finally found things I can consume. So today I'm just having, like, the, the good old faithful a cab staff. So, hallelujah for the cocktail. Are you having anything? I actually am. I'm having uh, just a little white woman spritzer I mixed up over here. Um, it isn't great. I actually need to put something more sweet in here, but it's fine. It'll do. It's just whatever the Whole Foods elderflower line spritzer water thing, and then I just pour some white wine in there. So, it's mm. not great, but it'll do for now. I'll My next one, I'll do better. That sounds refreshing, though. So it just needs a little bit of um, something sweet. A little TLC. (laughs) So, in discovering, like, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but I found out this year that I am um, borderline PCOS, which is polycystic ovarian. Wait, yeah. Polycystic ovarian syndrome. I think I said that right. So, and one of the, I have some of the markers. So, that being insulin resistance and, like, you know, whatever else. So that's why I've had issues with like finding things that I can have. Most things have fucking sugar in it. Yes. And so like my newest discovery, I was hanging out with um, a friend last Monday and we literally made margaritas with like fresh lime juice and she made like a homemade simple syrup. The best. I couldn't, Mm -hmm. I couldn't have the simple syrup portion of it, but I forgot for like a split second. So I took like a teeny, like, um, teaspoon and put some in there and then I remember like bitch you can't have this <laughs> but nonetheless yeah. um, like some fresh lime juice some seltzer water and tequila and I'm good to go so like that's my new drink and it's really like not bad for you <laughs> mm-hmm. so cool. anywho so we're gonna uh, slide into the chat for the evening we're actually gonna um, do like a little insecure review since the show has ended for the season. So, what are your thoughts, Paisley? <laughs> uh, my final thoughts about all of this are that I am glad they are not painting Molly as this person who has it all together. Mm. I'm glad that they are showing Issa have, making, in my opinion, in the impression that i received at the end of last night was that Issa is growing and is maturing at a much quicker pace than Molly. Mm. And I felt that some, and is gaining a lot more emotional intelligence than Molly. And I feel that a lot of times people equate, um, career or money or some sort of success with automatically having your shit together and automatically being emotionally intelligent, intelligent in all ways. And Mm. Molly is not that. And I appreciate that we're getting a broad view of what it looks like to sometimes be successful, but also not have your shit together on a personal end. And I really appreciate that they are taking that care as far as Molly is concerned, because Molly is awful. And she (laughs) is awful in the same way that 
my colleagues are awful <laughs> and other people that I've known in the legal world and in a more professional space are awful and not self-aware and they just lack complete self-awareness and that is very common and I'm glad that they are addressing that in so many words so when you say um her lack of being self-aware what do you mean specifically in terms of like what gives you the the gist that she's just not self-aware um the idea that she automatically thought her guy her ex um the guy the rental car guy was with he was there with a guy but like that she wouldn't think oh maybe it's a double date like all of a sudden it had to revolve around oh god he must have been gay after like he must have went straight to the men as soon as we broke up like what like girl are you serious or even um her interactions with Issa in terms of like her always having so much shit to say about Issa and how she's living and what she's doing and her own fucking life is a mess Mm, um um, I, yeah, the thing with, um, her law firm and I actually saw some mixed opinions about the law firm. Like, go ahead, girl, do, you know, do these niggas like you, like they do us, like take advantage of them, so forth and so on, which I somewhat agree with. But at the same time, you're new to the firm. You can't just jump that far like you have to play some sort of politics especially in a black firm like you can't you can't just be jumping out the window and to me she just lacked complete awareness and in terms of even when she was helping the the um two women on their case but then also helping the guy on his case I'm just like all it would have done was to say um, when when they were talking about working late, all she had to do was say, hey, you know, I didn't have quite enough work, so I also took a case from him, or I um, wanted to, you know, try to get to know everybody, like, I, so I tried to also get in on his case. I hope you don't mind. I'll come by if at the end of the night I have some time, or if we can reschedule, or whatever. Like, a case is not a one-time thing. There's going to be yeah. many late nights. It's going to be ongoing, the strategy, the whole thing. And we saw Torian went and got in on their case at the back end. So all she had to do was say, hey, you know, all she had to do was communicate. I feel Instead like. Instead of being sneaky and, and because when she, when he, ah, when the women asked him, asked her to stay, she's like looking down the hall at Torian and then Torian is like, hey, Molly, come on. And then she kind of looks at them with the, like the Monopoly face. And it's just like, no, bitch, all you had to do was open up your mouth and say, hey, I wanted to get work from a couple different people just to make sure I'm busy enough. And so I took his case too. I already agreed to meet with him. Can we, can I um, schedule some time to meet with you guys tomorrow? Okay, I got you. Because I feel like she, I feel like Molly is not confrontational or she doesn't deal with like, you know, like someone being confronting her well. And I feel like in those instances, she was just kind of, like, stuck. Like, well, that's a... fine. She doesn't have to deal with confrontation, quote fingers, confrontation well. But you're working in a law firm. There are office politics. There is a hierarchy. There is a seating chart at the table. There is all of these p- politics that go along with that. So you can't be completely inept at 
at working together and expressing yourself when you're working in a law firm and you're trying to get ahead. Like, I don't buy that. Mm. Okay. And it's one thing to say, okay, in, in her life with Dro or whatever the case is, like, okay, she had a hard time with conflict there or with the, with the other guy. Oh, yeah, that situation, too. Like, I was completely Team Andrew at the end of last night's episode when she called him. And she he was like, what? Like, no, I don't have time to be on this. What? What do you want? Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she jumped down his throat about something that anybody would have had the same opinion about. It's like, yes, you did get lit on by a married man. Like, those are, those are the facts. Mm-hmm. You got led on by a married man. How do you get led on by a married man? This man is married. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you already know, like, his marriage is open. There is not going to be any leaving anyone for anyone. You made a decision. And that is what he, mar- that's what he parroted back to you. And that's what pissed you off to a point that you just, like, blew up on him or walked away. I can't remember exactly what she did, but, like, that you did not handle that well. And that's, and I was... I was totally with him when she called and was like, hey, you know, want to talk? It's like, what? We don't have nothing to talk about. Like, you're immature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I feel like she was totally in the wrong in that instance. And it's like, if you're gonna... If you're gonna call and come back around at this point, like... I don't... Did she apologize? I feel like she did apologize when she called She kind of got around to the apology, but at first she was kind of just trying to play it to the left, like, laugh it off or whatever, I feel. And then he was just like, what, Molly? Like, no, I don't have time to, like, no, I'm, I'm busy. Like, I don't have time to talk to you right now. Even though we saw he was playing video games, at the same time, it's like, no, nigga, I'm not trying to talk to you. Yeah. You're irritating. I'm not, I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> you're, you're lucky I picked up the phone. So, Molly, we leave her in this season basically still in shambles. Um, Issa, I agree with you. I feel like she's definitely growing and gaining uh, way more emotional intelligence. I find the the reconnection and the friendship between her and Lawrence, I think it's really sweet. Yes. Um, I wonder if they will like be like, you know, wh- like why did we break up? In the sense of, like, they know why they broke up, but it's like, why didn't we just try to work it out type thing? I wonder if they're going to fall into that place with it because they are so, like, in sync in terms of, like, the random uh, bits of knowledge that they share and, like, have their own little, you know, secret laughs and carrying on, like, when they were at the movie um, Mm -hmm. for her birthday and, like, how he brought her, like, her favorite candy and then the episode before that she gave him some specific latte that he loves and it's just like they I feel like they're really really cute together so I'm curious to see like in the following season what is gonna happen between the two of them yeah same and I'm not an ex is an ex for a reason I think especially in their situation they seem like they've been together since they were very young mm-hmm. and I am of the impression that I mean, yes, I am of the impression that it's just an ex for a reason, but I am under the impression that people can grow and come back together. So Exactly. Yeah. I think that they both, even if they did come back together, I think they both needed this time. They both needed to grow in a way that they weren't growing together, mm-hmm. in a way that they weren't pushing each other. They needed this time. I agree. I think that... 
the Issa that exists today, as in, like, from the, you know, from the first two seasons, is almost leaps and bounds different than the one, than the Issa she was beforehand. Yeah. Especially, like, considering, like, how the show started this season with her um, on Daniel's couch and then later in Daniel's bed. Um, and not not repeating history. Like, as much as she wanted to, like, fairy tale, you know, dream of what their relationship could be like, she also knew that she didn't want to repeat history in the, in the way that things had been done before. Absolutely. And I appreciated in her just being like, you know what, I don't like, when she moved into her new place, she was adamant about, I'm not on some new bitch shit. Like, every time I say I'm on some new bitch shit, everything fucking goes awry and I end up doing some old bitch shit. And I was like, yes! Mm-hmm. Like, that was a moment I absolutely saw myself in that. Because I feel like I've had my own Issa year in terms of, like, I'm not on some new bitch shit. I'm just not doing what I used to. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's not no new bitch shit. It's just me, like, really reevaluating where I was and who I was against who it is that I am now and where it is that I'm trying to go in terms of my own... um emotional intelligence and growth and, like, just spiritual growth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Agreed. Um, I, like, they played the shit out of us, though, because I legit thought that we were not going to see Lawrence this season. So, of course, when it happened, like, what, the last fucking four episodes, or not even that, maybe, like, the last three episodes, I was just like, okay, this is interesting. Um... The thing that I find, or that I found most, like, intriguing was, like, all the fucking that he was doing. And it's like, is it really like, my thing is, like, I was wondering, is, like, it really like that for men? Like, when you are single and unattached, or, like, just having broken up with someone, like, are you really just out here just fucking all the time? Like, every time you see a bitch and y'all, you're attractive, she's attractive, and then we fucking? Like, is that what life is like? <laughs> I think... In some cases, it is, and in some cases, it's needed um, mm-hmm. to really get it out of your system and be a better person. Like, not, I think that Lawrence had every. I understood why he did what he did. Say it like that. Uh, I don't understand why he was fucking unprotected. Now, that's what I don't understand mm-hmm. in the whole uh, chlamydia situation of it all. Now, that I don't understand. But. I do understand him, like, really just, he'd been in that relationship for a really long time. He basically was about to hop right back into another relationship with his coworker, um, like a rebound sort of thing. And he just needed some time. He needed a break, and he needed to, like, just go ball to the wall, very literally. And he did. And I don't see anything wrong with that. I think that if more people should just go out there and be fucking around and and doing them and doing everybody else instead of jumping into one relationship after the other and not evaluating themselves or, or dealing with themselves. You know what I'm saying? Which is, I feel like what we see Lawrence doing was like with him going to church and Chad getting saved or rededicating his life was the most hilarious season all seen all season. Hell yeah. Hands down <laughs> by far because I'm watching it and I'm like, Lawrence is not buying it, but Chad looks like his eyes are starting to glass over. I was like, Oh my God, Chad's going to rededicate his life. I was like typing it to my coworker. Cause I watched it on one of my work phone days 
So I'm like typing it like, is Chad going to rededicate his life? And oh my God, when he hopped up, I like about lost it. I was no good in here. <laughs> that shit was so funny. He is by far like scene. one of my favorite characters on this show. He is just literally my favorite. He is <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, like we see Lawrence, you know, doing the fucking around. Um, no strings, whatever, just whatever bitch he finds, he bugs, whatever. Um, and then we also see him like then coming out of it like, okay, it's gotta be more than this and maybe re re um connecting with his faith or some sort of church situation, um, starting to date consciously and not just jumping from one relationship to another. Like sometimes you need a cool off period. And some people cool off by being celibate and some people cool off by fucking everybody. <laughs> I know, but I just, like, we know that I've had that my own Lawrence situation. (laughs) That sounds terrible, but I did. And so, I just wonder, like, I guess, I mean, never mind. I answered my own question. Bitch, you did it. So, like, hello, it's possible. (laughs) I just, it's just very interesting. And and I guess because I'm I'm looking at it from the lens of like I'm a, a woman like I was not nearly as promiscuous as he was in the sense of like fucking everything moving to the extent that you got to call so many people to let them know that you got the clap like no and that and I've never had any STD or any of the sort but I'm just saying like I've never put myself in the position to have to not know where I, where it came from in the event that something happened you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> I you know what I'm also interested to see coming next season is like the relationship between um, Kelly and Tiffany, mm-hmm. and I also want to I I'm interested to see the development of those characters because yeah they play like a part of the um, the girl group or whatever have you but this season they actually have little a little bit more of like bigger roles and like. That moment where Kelly gave a little bit of, like, um, dramatic feel as opposed to just the comedy relief. I was just like, okay, this character has range, so, like, what's what's coming next? Like, yeah, she still had her, like, idiotic, you know, commentary about the baby, but it still was just interesting to see, like, well, what's the backstory on Issa, I mean, not Issa, on Tiffany and... Um, Kelly in terms of their relationship. Obviously, Issa and and Yvonne, uh, Molly (laughs) are best friends. And so I I didn't necessarily equate the two, Tiffany and Kelly being best friends until this Nor did I. Yeah. So I was like, that's interesting. I wonder, like, what's the backstory on that? And if coming next season, we'll get to see that. Yeah. I will say this. I am very curious to see the evolution of Issa and Molly's relationship. I think their relationship's going to hit some roadblocks next season. Ciao. Let me tell you something. When Molly was sitting there waiting for Issa to, you know, celebrate Issa's birthday, and Nathan walked up with the flowers, and Molly, like, hopped off the car on some, like, you know, best friend uh, bodyguard shit. Oh, my God. I was 129%. (laughs) with Issa when she find, finally found out that he had showed up and that Molly never said shit. And while I get Molly's intent to, like, you know, protect Issa's birthday, it was her 30th or something like that, 
Um, and so she wanted to make sure that her friend had a good time. Bitch, you should have still made mention of the fact that this nigga showed up and that you sent his ass packing. Or I would have been like, nigga, you need to sit in the car. Wait in the car and I'll come back and I'll worry about you. Or I'll send you to come worry about you. But no, you cannot come up here. You go sit your ass in the car and wait. That's probably what I would have did. Yeah. And then like this, you know, and then went into the house and like, all right, bitch, I know, like... <laughs> I know this is your birthday and shit, but this nigga's outside. What you want me to do with him? Exactly. That's what she should have did. And like, I'm just not like... not let his ass come in here and ruin everything, but like, what you want me to do with him? I can send him in. I can cuss his ass out and send him the fuck for him. What do you want to do? Exactly. And so I just remember sitting here and watching that shit play out. And that, that actually happened to me. And so I was just like, oh no, bitch. Like... For any of my friends who do listen to this show, in the event that I'm, like, broken up with someone or have told you some whatever about the person and they show up and you see them before I do, don't fucking do that. (laughs) Just let them. Like, I would rather them do what you said, Paisley, in terms of, like, give me a motherfucking option. Do not take my options away from me. Like, that is the quickest way to infuriate a bitch. And I was just sitting here and I was seething in memory, like, ooh. I remember when, and it was all because, like, my friend had thought that she had the license to just, you know, willy-nilly it. And then, like, at the time that I had my experience, like, the person and I, we didn't, I didn't find out that she did that shit until, like, a year later. Yeah. And so I was just, like... I remember sitting, because she told me that, and I was laying on the floor looking at something, and I looked up at her, and I was like, are you serious? And she was like, yeah. And I was just like, why would you do that? And so she said- Yeah, don't take away my options. Like, we're going to have a real big problem if you start taking away my options. Exactly. Especially knowing that, like, honestly, like, on some real shit, I probably would have been like, whatever, he's been making me wait. Send his ass the fuck on. Like, tell him I want to see him. And moved on with my birthday. But, like, yes. after she's been going back and forth about him. She's worried about if he's okay. She's been, like, you know what I'm saying? Back and forth with this whole situation. She went to this man's house. Like, and went through his shit. <laughs> like, she obviously cared enough to do all of that. Exactly. So, like, don't take away her option in that situation. I thought that was fucked up. Yeah. And then, like, to be indignant when, you know, like, Issa's, like, why would you do that? Like, on some, like, you know, aggressive indignance at that. And I was just like, ooh, God. I I just, I thank God that when I went through my situation like that, that my friend wasn't on some indignant whatever. Like, she said what she said, and I just, I asked her why, and she just was like, I don't remember now at this point, but I just remember feeling like, you really fucking did that shit. Like, bitch, are you crazy? <laughs> like... And I just left and removed myself from the situation because I just, I was so upset that it was like, at that point, the person and I, from the, because of what she said, we didn't speak for almost a year. (laughs) And I said, that's crazy. Like, that is truly crazy. Because I was left wondering, like, you know, what happened. Like, that's the biggest thing. Like, exactly. (laughs) And, And for a person who, again, who is obviously spinning out. It's not like this nigga, like, she was just... It wasn't like after all of this, she was like, man, that nigga ain't never called me back, whatever, blah, 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 and moved on. 
Like, in that situation, I would have been like, well, I mean, whatever. Nigga, we celebrating. Like, go the fuck. And whatever. But, like, she was up, she was spinning this shit. Like, you don't... When people are spinning stuff, they want to know an answer. <laughs> it's just like, don't do that. Don't don't ever do that. Yes. That is bad behavior for the Awful. girlfriends. Like, give your friend an option before you decide to make a decision for them. You don't have the license to do that. Like... It's, you know what's funny is how, like, obviously, there, you know, TV, like, shows and stuff like that are based off of some sense of reality. But, like, the, the the statement that I just made, I'm going here because the statement that I just made about people, like, taking the license to do whatever, like, sometimes friends just don't, don't realize, like, yo, you don't have the license to do all things within my life. No. Like. Absolutely not. You know, like. If you're my friend, then that is that is your license. But everything else, not unless we've agreed upon and may, you know, come to a decision that you have license to do that, then you shouldn't just, like, run with anything. Agreed. <laughs> like, I totally agree. Bruh. I'm telling you. I have I have recently been going the, the, the gamut with people and relationships and folks just feeling like they got the license to do whatever, whenever, and all willy-nilly. And a lot of it goes back to me and my boundary setting, like we talked about Mm -hmm. on the show before. And so I just, I saw so much of myself in Issa in that moment, like, damn, this is a boundary that I didn't make clear. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like that's my accountability in that. This is a boundary yeah. that I didn't make clear. Like, you you took license over something because we never... I, understandably, we've never had this experience. But, like, damn, like, I fucked up there. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Like, 2018, I, I'll be glad to see you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, yeah. Um, what else happened that I would want to talk about? Mm, we did. Oh, can we talk about Nansford's return right quick? Oh, so, Jesus. Yes, I forgot about him. <laughs> Go just, ahead. Well, I mean, we kind of talked about it and we touched on it, but we haven't really explored it. Let's just, let's just talk about his old sob story ass shit that he came back with. Now, I'm going to say as a person who has had her fair share of, like, I don't think I've ever been like, well, maybe I have been full on depressed or like anxiety or whatever. I understand what he's, what he was saying. And like, I'm looking at him and his whole face and what he's describing. I'm like, oh, so you was just depressed, my nigga. Like not just depressed, but you was like legit depressed, my nigga. Like, okay, I understand that. But at the same time, it's like, I think that's the, how do I want to put this? That's the wrinkle, sort of, with these mental health sort of issues or these, um, even, like, with anxiety and stuff like that. That's the wrinkle. It's, like, you are obviously going through something yourself, and you obviously um, want to get through whatever it is that you're going through, but you have to remember that you're leaving people around you and everybody might not be as understanding or everybody might not be um, as open to continually taking people back into their lives and investing in people who are up and down. And 
it's Damn. hard Hold to on, like wait. come to that realization. Hold and on, to friend. Just... Hold on, friend. Pause. You you went over that like a fucking speed bump, and you just hit me in the chest. <laughs> Sorry, I was getting ready to, like, bring it back out of the mental health space very quickly, if I can. <laughs> like, I'm okay. Like, no worries. But, like, woo, like, that just hit me in the chest. Continue. <laughs> well, I'll give it to you like this, even even outside of that context. Like, when I was in law school, for instance, I lost a few friends because I had I was in a very intense moment in my life but I also had to take responsibility because people's lives were going on and marching on without me and I wasn't present and I wasn't there and especially I lost a really one of my really my best friends during that time and somebody who I had been friends with since middle school and um I just didn't I just didn't I wasn't good at communicating and when I came out of the fog it was like I hadn't talked to him in six months at that point yeah like, I remember that yeah um you know but when you're finishing school you're moving you're studying for the bar you move again you're waiting for your bar results you're trying to find a job like by the time you do all of that a year has passed six months to a year has passed mm-hmm. and you don't necessarily you haven't been there and and it's like one of those moments that you have to realize that just because you are going through something and you are in a space that doesn't necessarily mean that even, even if you had a good reason, that doesn't automatically mean that people have to accept you back. Right. Like time didn't stop for everybody else. Yeah. And I think the same is true for when you're going through, you know, other, you know, situations in your life, be that, you know, anxiety, depression, whatever, like that's part of it. And, and, you have to be, and I know, I know, whatever, I know this is not, I'm saying this very, throwing it out there, but, you know, it behooves you to at least communicate with the people close to you to say, you know, I'm checked out or what, just say something to somebody so that they know, like, all right, bro, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just, I'm in, a, I'm in my space. Yeah. And I know that it's not always you're not always able to do that and people aren't always able to do that based on the severity of their, their condition. Um, but, but it's a reality that people may not be around for all of that. Like some people can't handle that type of up and down and emotional turmoil with their friendships. They may have other trauma in their life that they're processing and they can't handle their friends walking in and out of their lives for whatever reason. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Hmm. Damn. So I, while I felt bad for him, and I and I understood why he didn't communicate, and understood why he felt like he couldn't communicate, um, and why he couldn't communicate, and I just felt like he couldn't, but actually couldn't, and whatever he was going through, at the same time, like you can't just expect, you can't just show up at somebody's door that you haven't spoken to and that's been blowing up your phone, and just take it for granted that they're going to be willing to talk to you on your terms. You right. I ain't got shit to say about that. <laughs> Damn. Mm. Y'all like Paisley has really stumped the kid. Oh, sorry. I didn't know it was gonna do all that. <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad thing, but it's just like 
it's as self-aware as I am, sometimes I forget about that part of it. Like, I am the type of person that if I'm going through something or I have something going on or whatever the case may be, those who I communicate with regularly or, like, those who matter in some sort of way, I do make um, mention of, like, you know, if I check out for a little bit, like, nine times out of ten, I'm, like, trying to bury my head in the sand, so to speak, so that I can get through whatever is happening. And so... I have found that, like, my relationships... I haven't really suffered any loss of relationships um, because of that. But I recognize that there were, like, pieces of, like, relationships that ended that were, like, contributors to, like, my um, head-in-the-sand behavior. Uh And so I'm just, like... I'm stuck after, like, what you said. And to an extent, I'm, I just, I'm stuck. Like, that's all I got. <laughs> Damn. Like, Sorry. I would not ever want... <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't looking for that level of reaction, for sure. No, 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 no. Like, I would never want for, like, my friends or family to... um have that that experience. You know what I'm saying? And it's like and I don't know that, you know, I that anyone that I, you know, hold in high regard would in that way. But I know that there are times from my own experience where I'm not able to communicate what is happening. Like right. the I think the last time we recorded I was which is why we haven't recorded to be honest with y'all. I um I was so like full of anxiety that I couldn't even communicate to you what was wrong. And you were like, are you okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> so like... There's some sound thing happening. Are you moving around a lot? No. Is it working? Can you hear me? I can hear you. It's just like a... It's like staticky. Oh, it's probably because I'm like on the phone internet because I don't have no internet in my apartment. Oh, I see, I see. All right, sorry about that, guys. Shit, I'm sorry, guys. If, if that is playing in the background, I'll... You may not get this episode because I like to have things at least clear. <laughs> I hope that it's yeah. not. Um, but yeah, so like, for the last couple of weeks, I have been like really like heavily riddled with like my own anxiety. So like, I totally understand that you know, I just went away so I can get my shit together. Because it happens. You do it without thinking. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, but yeah. We're going to move I, along. I think some people are, are more equipped to deal with it. I think some people are okay. And some people, like, for instance, I'm a, I'm a friend who doesn't need a ton of attention. I am very self-contained um, for for better or for worse like I just don't need a lot so I'm okay with people and I understand emotions and I understand you know having my own struggles with anxiety and stuff like that like I understand I get it and so I'm very forgiving with people I will take you back after however long as long as we didn't fall out in a nasty sort of way um, I'll take you back regardless of how long it's been um but yeah Red isn't like that and that's okay too yeah but, I mean, you know, you have to do what's best for you. Yeah. And I absolutely. think, like, that's the the ultimate, like, 
line in regards to like your mental health and like you know dealing with relationships and stuff like that but like um in regards to Issa and Nansford <laughs> mm-hmm. um I feel like what she did was what she needed to do in that moment for herself mm-hmm. I applauded her for the strength that she had in just being like no like so you telling me that you went away and disappeared for a month because you was having a bad day? Like, as callous as that sounds, like, without having understanding of his experience, because he didn't tell her anything, to be honest. Yeah. Like, um, I'm 100% behind Issa. Yeah, same. I think she did 100% the right thing. And I think, for me... The thing with Issa is, and the reason why I say that she's growing emotionally in a way that Molly isn't, is because she is saying, like, she is actually taking the time to think shit through. Like, she doesn't need to be told every time she gets something wrong, that she's gotten something wrong and that was fucked up. She is taking the second to say, I'm going to make this decision for myself, by myself, with the whole... Like, she could have invited him in or whatever, but they had that conversation privately. She thought about it even when she got back in the house. But she was still brave enough to say, like, no, that's not okay for me. And I'm not doing that shit. No matter how much I wanted to be around this person, no matter how many times I stalked him and how many times I called him, like, at the end of the day, like, no, this is not okay for me. And now that I've moved on, it's not the time for you or I've made peace with the situation. That's not the time for you to come back. Like, no, I'm not having it. I'm not doing it. And... I respect the fuck out of her because, and I respect her also for doing something that she didn't necessarily really want to do, but knowing that it was the best thing for her at that time. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree. And because those be the the worst decisions to have to make. God knows. Child, who you telling? Like, I, I haven't had the, the, the decision to make that I haven't had to make that decision um, in the sense of like being face to face with someone or like having you know we're communicating and I'm making that decision in quite some time um, but like I've absolutely been in positions where I was just like you know what this is not working hell we was talking about that the other day yeah. <laughs> so like being able to recognize what's working for you and what's not is the ultimate, you know, like, self-awareness and then also emotional intelligence. Like, mm-hmm. you can't just let people, you know, willy-nilly run all over your boundaries. Like... Absolutely. So, I... This show is just good. That's that's what I got. <laughs> it is good. Also, I want to say that I thought that Insecure was... Initially, I thought that it would go... No more than four seasons. Because Issa has said that she's not going to drag this shit out too long. And now I think it has to go five at least. If not longer. But it at least has to go five. Because this season was such a bridge. And I think we need to see at least two seasons of these bitches getting their shit together. Yeah, or at least add like some more episodes. Because that can make the season shorter if they have more episodes. Like every season is eight episodes. Like that is hard. Like, we yeah. gagging for more. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, this season, I feel like, was definitely a bridge to um, whatever is coming next and their 
you know, whatever is going to happen with her and Lawrence and her new friend and the new friend dating Lawrence. Um, Yo, that was wild. Yeah. I said, this shit ain't going to go well. I just, I saw, as soon as I realized that it was the two of them, I was like, ooh, this shit ain't going to go well at all. Yeah. And then the evolution with Kelly and, um, I always want to call that child Amanda. That's not her name, though. Tiffany. Tiffany. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see the rest of the universe, the insecure universe unfold. And I'm really curious to see how Issa and Molly's relationship is going to evolve. That I am most most curious about. Because I feel like Issa is getting to the point where she's just like, this bitch is always negative. What the fuck? Like, I can't, like, I can't do this. Yeah. This is a lot. I'm trying to get my shit together, but she always got something negative to say or is always going through some extra shit. Like, don't nobody got time for this? Don't nobody want to deal with a negative Nancy all day long? I don't know. No, I get that. (laughs) Well, we have talked about this good season of Insecure. Uh, I think we've kind of covered everything. Now, unless you have any more bits that you might want to add. I think I'm good. Well, y'all, hopefully it won't be like another two weeks before we see or speak to you all again. So thanks for listening. Um, Are you going to do yeses? I am. (laughs) Okay. Before we leave you, uh, let's get into these yeses. Um, Let's see. What is my yes for? The world has been terrible lately. Mm. Let me just just (laughs) say my note right quick. Uh, this Supreme Court shit is, this is, this is the real ball game. Yeah. And like, this is the shit that I woke up afraid about the day after Trump got elected. Like all the other bullshit can be undone for the most part, but this shit cannot be undone. Yep. And the elderly justices that are still on the court are both liberal. So we got a problem. And so hopefully people will come out and vote, get out and vote so that I don't know what the fuck. I honestly don't even know what the fuck at this point, because if they see somebody before November, like we're screwed. Girl, I just like it's and it's not good practice, but I'm like avoiding the news. It's probably for the best at this point. Uh, I am. I should be avoiding the news. And I have been tuned into it a lot lately, of course, because again, this is this is my this is the thing for me. This was the thing I was afraid of. This was the thing, so I've been like nonstop watching it. But you, I mean, it's some bullshit essentially. Yeah. Um, what else? What are my yeses? I didn't have a list. I didn't know we were recording tonight. Sorry, people. I have a list. Um. It's all good. Something good's been happening in the world. Yeah, I would say just insecure. Like, this season was really, really good. Um, And I will say a yes for new developments and new projects to come. And I'm just excited about, like, what's next. Because I feel like I've been in a rut for a while. And so I'm just trying to worry about myself and, you know, not get overwhelmed or overtaken by what other people are doing and how I can or cannot equate to that. Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm, <laughs> so. Yes, I, I like that statement. 
Um, I, I too have a nose. <laughs> so, uh, my no this week is to, um, friends taking licenses that they were never given. Thanks. <laughs> um, and my yes is to, uh, confirmations. And confirmations in the sense of, like, when you go through hardships and, like, terrible experiences, um, somehow or another, a confirmation comes when you least expect it. And sometimes we're not ever paying attention long enough to see it. Right. And um, this week, my yes is for just that. Like, I've, I've been going through some things and... I've I've had some confirmations that I just wasn't necessarily paying attention to. And so, um, today and the days going forward, I'm choosing to pay attention to those things that appear to affirm me on my way. Cool. So, alright guys, thanks for listening. As I was saying before, hopefully, uh, you enjoyed this conversation and you post some comments or thoughts or share this or whatever it is the case may be that you choose to do. Uh, you can wow, find us. That's a lot. <laughs> it was. Go ahead. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter under More Bougie Than You. Twitter is going to be with the letter U as opposed to the whole world spelled out. And thank you. <laughs> Adios. Bye, guys. <laughs>